Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Love Talk Radio. Well, hello, 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 hello. This is Desiree Fletcher Carruthers. And I am about to start your favorite Tuesday night programming. And you know what that means. This show is sponsored by P4P Muscles, the number one drug-free sponsorship in the world. If you are a drug-free athlete and are looking for a solid foundation to stand on as well as a vehicle to drive your goals, like that proverbial Mack truck through ice cream, then check us out at P4PMuscle.com. And now let's talk. Listener land, I hope you guys are doing fantastic this evening. Spring is on its way. I've got birds in my yard chirping already. And while chirping at 4 a.m. in the morning is not always my idea of a good time, I'm super excited to hear it because that means winter is almost over. I can't even stand it. I can't stand it. I don't know about you guys. I know there's some of you out there, at least one that's a little sad. (laughs) They want more snow, which I think some of them are supposed to be coming our way. But I am not that individual. I am all about spring and summer. Bring it my way. And speaking of bringing some fun stuff our way, we have got some fantastic guests this evening. We have a couple, and uh, they've been on the show before, but it's been a little bit. They've had an extended off season, but they are ready to get back in the fray. So uh, let's uh, let's uh, welcome the Lampies. We've got Carrie and her uh, better half, Jeff. Is he is he the better looking half or just just? The... <laughs> Sorry, you don't have. To I, I would that. say we... the better looking half for sure. <laughs> I'll say, Carrie, we know that you're the better looking half. I'm sorry, Jeff, but she has to be the better looking half. It's just that's just the way that rule works. But uh, <laughs> Jeff and Carrie, why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves? I know some listeners will remember you, but we're adding new listeners all the time. So tell them a little bit about yourselves, and then we will get right in it. Well, hello, P4P listeners. I'm Carrie Lamke, and um, as Desiree said, we've been on the show before, but it's been a little bit. Um, Jeff and I both have been competing since 2012. And we've um, been in an extended off-season, two and a half years for me and a little bit longer for Jeff. And I will hand it over to my hubby. I guess uh, she kind of covered the the basics that we've been at it for quite a while now and coming up on, I don't even know what, probably fifth summer of competing or something like that out of those eight years. So not a lot of downtime until recently. Um, Last time I was on stage was... June of 2017. So it's been uh, a good off season and kind of ready to get back at it. Yeah, no doubt. That itch kind of hits you. So why don't you guys go ahead and remind us the uh, categories that you compete in? Um, I've kind of done everything. Um, I started off in bodybuilding for the most part. I think I did one physique show at 
Mr. and Miss Minnesota, like 2015, and then pretty much stayed in bodybuilding. And then when classic physique came out, I kind of transitioned mostly into that and would do a little bit of bodybuilding and physique. And I won my pro card in classic physique in my last show. And I started out, yep, I started out um, in 2012 and I did bodybuilding and I was completely dwarfed on stage because I had no idea what category to do. Um, And then I dipped my toe in figure, but I essentially found my home in women's physique and I won my pro card in that category, um, October 2017 at Minnesota Mayhem. And I absolutely love women's physique. I'd love you too. And ain't no doubt about that. <laughs> so that's exactly. Good thing. I don't know. I don't know. But I, I know I'm happy to be on here with you guys. That's like the lamp. I, I just love saying that name. I just love saying that name. Now, I, I've, I've had a chance to see you get, you both compete. And one of the things that I love, and I absolutely love, because we don't have uh, couples that are competitive in in a way where they're coming back. Because most of the time I've seen couples that are doing it. I know we have a few, but it's, it's few and far between. And there's a lot that happens during a prep, during a season, during a competitive year, and you guys have found some kind of way to make this work. And it's nice to have good support. But, like, uh, I remember Loretta – and her husband, Truman, were talking, and they say sometimes, you know, it, it can be that, you know, axe grinding, you can almost see sharpening the axe at home. And they still make it through all of that. So for the couples that are listening, and I know we have several, um, what makes a prep work, what keeps the relationship strong, and what makes everything stay together as a whole when you're talking about being supportive, even though you're going through tough times yourself, or as a couple? Um, I think that first and foremost, it it's obviously difficult to do it together, but at the same time, when you've both been through it, you understand. So if, you know, one of us is unbelievably frustrated because, you know, the egg didn't cook right or whatever the case may be, you know, you have patience because you've been there and you understand that there's no no rhyme or reason to it. You don't have to explain why you're upset in that moment. You just, you know, stop and take a deep breath and be there to give a hug. Well, you know, that uh, might be the next day that you're going to be the one needing a hug because you're frustrated. So that's kind of a give and take. And I think uh, a key ingredient to remember when you're doing this as a couple is to set aside specific time to spend together because we, as we wish that our full-time jobs were working out, in the gym, they're not, you know, we both have full-time jobs and then we're in the gym for, you know, almost two hours. So the time we get during the week is very little. So we just make sure that we set aside time during the week to spend time together, you know, where the TV's on mute or we find our favorite show um, and just kind of to decompress and just like let all the worries and woes go and also foot rubs. (laughs) And caffeine. (laughs) Oh, shoot. Now, I remember the last time we talked, um, and sometimes you guys leave little notes on each other for each other on the refrigerator, and sometimes those notes just say, be nice to each other. So it's a different 
that you can have that understanding, but then, you know, you also have your mechanisms that you know you're going to need because you understand, you know, how things go or or how things could go. So, you know, I find that very, it's cute and helpful all at the same time. And I know some people are probably like, whoa, they have to leave each other notes to be nice to each other. But when you, when you start, when you are leaning down, and like Jeff was saying, if that egg doesn't cook right, sometimes you just never know what's going to set you off. You just really don't. And even yourself, you're surprised, like, whoa, why am I upset about that? But you just are. And you just can't help it. So, yeah, there are definitely some silly situations. Like, once you're in off season, you're talking about how your season went, and you're like, oh my gosh, I got so upset and frustrated about something so stupid. Like, for instance, the other night we were crawling in bed and one of our puppies was on the covers and I didn't have enough covers and I had a little freak out session because <laughs> I was so cold. <laughs> oh, you know, the leaner, the leaner you get, the colder you are all the time. And I was just freezing and Jeff was like, you need to calm down. <laughs> I mean, in my defense, she was puppy. mad at our five pound dog. <laughs> It is just the little things, but you know, this is perfect because Blake has a question and it is, do you guys know each other's triggers and does that help? No. Um, I think that we do know each other's triggers for the most part. Like Jeff's biggest trigger is don't talk about his job. And I try not to because it just sets him off. Um, And I think it does help, especially if I say something and he lets me know, like, hey, I don't want to talk about this right now. And I'm like, okay, pump the brakes. Let's talk about, you know, what do you have for dinner? So I think it does definitely help knowing what kind of pushes our buttons. I don't know that Carrie has a specific trigger, but being being our cards (laughs) aren't in the same place right now, I know enough to... Um, have Kodiak cakes before she gets home so she doesn't want to kill me or uh, she was gone visiting her sister a couple weekends ago and I made sure to have popcorn and then spray Lysol so when she got home she didn't know I had popcorn. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shoot you guys are too funny but that's good and it's also a way of just being courteous because as you said you guys are in different places in your prep and so that's just being respectful of each other in the exactly. space that you in. So that is fantastic. And so and so here's another good question. You guys are kind of reading the minds, or either our listeners are reading your minds. But the Sheila says, what foods do you guys absolutely stay away from during prep? And uh, at uh, Carrie's point of her prep, that's popcorn <laughs> and Kodiak. Mm-hmm. Right. But what yeah. else? Um. So this this time around, so our prep before, specifically for me, I was very, like, you know, on point, rigid, how to get every single carb in, every single protein in. And this time around, um, I'm a little bit more lenient, I guess, in what foods I choose to fill my macronutrients with. But my biggest thing is chocolate. <laughs> so mm. I have to make that I keep the Hershey Kisses in a jar up on the fridge and I only allow myself one or else I'll eat the entire jar. So that's my biggest, my biggest food I try to stay away from because I, I can't stop at just one. <laughs> I, um, 
I honestly eat the same thing pretty much in prep and out of prep. I don't, I'm just kind of weird like that. My day is pretty much 95% the same every single day. And then as I cut down on prep, I just, when it's time to take away carbs, I eat one less rice cake here or cut out an ounce of chicken breast there. So there's nothing really I, I have to have or I have to stay away from. Wow. Um, well, here's what I wanted to say, because I, you know, I, with you guys saying that there's, you know, I, I can't see you guys ever being angry. Every time I'm around you, it's just smiles and love. And, and I, I, I love, I love you guys to death for that, but I can't mm-hmm. ever see you like having a bad day because I, I just see how you guys walk it through to where it's not mm-hmm. stressful. And, you know, in this day and age, that's, I don't want to say it's rare, but it's not common. So I know there's listeners, and I know this isn't one of the questions, but it's just something that just popped in my head. How do you stay civil and cordial in a relationship where you do know, you know, what's going on, and, and you could push some buttons that don't need to be pushed? Because it seems like it, it, we're more drama-focused than relationship-focused a lot of times when I'm watching relationships, especially when I get to see the people in home gym and the gyms I visit, it's almost like there's there's a competitive nature that should not be. So, you know, how did you how do you stake that off and how do you keep it civil and cordial when there's so much reason and, and so many people setting the example of drama filled everything? Uh, well, first and foremost, we love you too, Kaylin. <laughs> and um <laughs> I think for me specifically, um, I walk in Christ. So I choose to be positive every single day. Like, and it honestly, it is a choice. Like you have to work at it because now, you know, at this stage in the world, social media drives everything. And it's so easy to, you know, hop on Instagram and be like, well, she's down 25 pounds and I'm only down 15 and she looks better than I do. And Jeff is so much leaner than I am. And it's so much, it's so easy to focus on the negative. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I honestly, every single day I wake up out of bed, I choose to be happy and be positive. And I try to not bring the negativity home with me. And Jeff and I actually just had this talk about, um, how you have to choose to be happy and you have to choose to be positive and definitely keeping Christ um, in the center of our marriage kind of makes it work for me. I just made a good decision to be married to a very positive woman who reminds me to be positive. And then there's that, and that's awesome. So, Carrie, are you still going to the gym at 4 o'clock in the morning? Heck no. <laughs> so, um, I will be 37 years old in April, and along with age comes exhaustion. <laughs> so, yes. I go I after work. Yeah, I, I sleep in a little bit now, so I've decided to go after work, and it kind of sucks because it shortens the time that Jeff and I get together at night, but... Um, it's working for me now that I just decide, nope, after work is, is what I have to do to stay sane at this point. <laughs> well, you're still a spring chicken, so don't you worry about it. <laughs> That's <laughs> you, just have to, you just have to switch it up. You just have to switch it up. All right. 
We have a question here from Linda, and she's asking, how long are each of you away from the stage, and has your off-season, has your extended off-season been beneficial, and how so? Um, For me, um, there's a couple years that I competed in back-to-back summers, but for the most part, um, up until this last go-round, we we would compete one year and then take a, a summer off and compete the following. But now we've been off for two plus years now. Um, I think personally, the, the most beneficial part is just kind of getting away from it a little bit longer. You can feel a little more free if you go on vacation or whatever, instead of thinking, mm-hmm. well, True. a little bit of fun, but you know, right away next year, I got to get back at it. So not really having a, a time frame on when exactly we'd get back to the stage. We were able to get away and, and go on some vacations and stuff. And even though we still kind of are more strict on our macros when we're on vacation, then maybe we have to be, it also gives us a little bit of flexibility to go out and eat and not worry about, you know, exactly hitting things that day. Um, uh-huh. Yep. And for me, for me, I last competed October 2017, and usually, like Jeff said, it was, you know, a year and a half or so, and this time it's been two and a half years. And I think for me the biggest benefit has been um, with the extended off-season is um, trying to put on a little bit more size in my lower half because my legs are always trying to catch up to my upper half. And then also leveling out my hormones. Um, I don't know how many women out there that are competing that their home hormones are extremely affected by, you know, the low carb, low um, hard diet and the workouts because um, everything is thrown off. So for me, it was nice to finally get my hormones back to a normal level and feeling like a normal human being for, for a short period of time and um, just stepping away from all the politics and everything that, you know, has been happening to natural bodybuilding. It's kind of nice to detach yourself um, for, for a little bit of time there. No, no doubt. And I definitely know what you're talking about as far as your hormones being wonky um, after mm-hmm. an extended competition season. So it is nice to be able to get back to, uh, to normal there. Um, so do you guys have a show picked out for this year? When, how far away from the stage are you this year? We are a little over eight weeks out before competing in Peoria. Um, the cool thing about, yeah, the cool thing about this show, um, the promoter is Jonathan Abraham. It's his 25th anniversary of the Heart of America yes. in Peoria, Illinois. And we've never competed in Illinois. We've kind of competed kind of all over the Midwest, South Dakota, Wisconsin, um, Minnesota, obviously. And the other cool thing is the show is two days before my birthday and about a little over a week before Jeff's birthday. So Uh the fact that we get to do this one together, we're doing a couple's routine, you know, it's just, yeah, it's going to be pretty epic. It's going to be so much fun. It sounds like it, and and, uh, that'll be such a great show. And this 25th anniversary, I had forgotten about that, but it'll be it'll be one for the books. He always puts on a good good show. John does, so that is awesome. I I I don't know. I've got a pretty aggressive. (laughs) We we definitely plan. 
We got three different ones to be there. Heart of America and the Chi-Town Showdown. And, well, and, and we may not make all of them together because I definitely promised um, the diva, and so that one has to happen. But the other two, you know what? I've got a senior graduation this year and a couple of other things coming up. So this summer is yes, going to be ma'am. crazy. I'm just asking. Before, they, before I listen to that, I'm asking. I know. So I'm, I'm uncommitted to two out of the three. Oh, wow. <laughs> At this point. I just have to see how it goes. I have to maintain my sanity through it all. Um, But before we get too far away from our last topic, so i got to get this question in from Jake. He says, because we were talking about extended off-season, I have a friend at the gym who told me he's taking five years off from stage to bulk up. Does he really need to take that long? And, you know, I would say I don't necessarily think that's uncommon, especially among bodybuilders. I've known a couple to take four and five years off, which seemed extreme, but I don't know, it seems to be working for them. What do you guys think? Jeff, what do you think? Uh, I guess it just kind of depends on where this individual's at. You know, there you if go. you hop on yeah. stage and, you know, you're near the top of your class or, you know, in, in the running for an overall and with a chance to turn pro, you know, you, you may not may need to make, that big of a, an alteration, but you know, if you're kind of just starting out and you're a novice and you know, you, you jump on stage and you kind of see where you're at and rather than doing the year on year off and making small progress, you just take three, four, five years and, you know, really make a big splash when you come back. Kaylin, thoughts on that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to run with Jeff was saying, but, Honestly, it, it depends on what show you're doing because I've seen, like you figure, um, the Windy City, where they had a guy, he could have stepped on stage as a pro and, and did some real damage because he was already at that size. And mm-hmm. I remember one of the guys that, that had competed prior to that really thought he had some good size on him. He was well-defined but he was nowhere near a full muscle, full muscle belly uh, competitive athlete, but he looked incredibly good on stage against his peers in that, in that category. So, mm-hmm. you know, but, but five years for me, I mean, there's so much that happens in between. I, I get the idea and the concept of it, but when I've seen where you actually put, put the goal off the blueprint and there, and basically people tend to stray away too far, and then it's too much. Uh, I, I don't want to call it bulking because I don't, I don't think they're really adding good size. I think they're just adding body fat. And so mm-hmm. they might look good until they have to go to the beach, I should say. But usually it, it takes a special mind to do five years away from the state and still be at a competitive workout, competitive regimen, and just a competitive mindset. Because that's, mm-hmm. I mean, your body can do an awful lot in, in two years. Like Carrie was saying, two years of good dieting and good eating and, and good training can put a heck of a lot of good muscle on a body frame. But if you're talking about five years, there's so much that happens in between that that I have yet to see. I mean, unless they're already elite athletes, I have right. yet to see where somebody is stepping up to that level and maintaining it for that duration. Right. Carrie, what do you have to add? Yeah. 
I definitely agree with the guys. Um, and I think a lot of it also depends on the category that he's doing. Like, you know, if he's probably, if he's doing physique, maybe you don't need that long of a time frame. But if you're doing men's bodybuilding, then yeah, absolutely. Because you have, a, you know, a different level of lean that you have to get for each category. And like Jeff said, it depends on where he's starting. Um, you know, if he's trying to get very lean and he's, you know, at 230 and he just wants to take his sweet time getting down to whatever size he needs to get, that's great. I just, yeah, I agree with the guys. It depends on the person. It depends on their lifestyle outside of competing um, and kind of what they're putting in their bodies in those five years is definitely going to play a factor. So he just may need that extra time mentally and physically. Kaylin is 100% right, though, that I do think it is a small group of people that will actually have the dedication to stick it out for those five years and and not mm-hmm. just use the first few years to eat whatever they want and do the quote-unquote dirty bulk. And then three years in, you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot I was going to compete. Uh, so, you know, I guess it just comes down to different strokes for different folks, that's for sure. Um, this next question is for Carrie, and it's from Larry. He's asking, is physique the new bodybuilding for natural female competitors? Oh, uh, good question. Um, no. <laughs> it, it, they're, a lot, they're a lot alike in the sense that um, the judges tend to want you um, way more lean than, say, for figure. Um, they definitely want to see your striations, you know, big bulky mus- muscles versus, um, you know, like they want a fuller frame, but they want you really lean. Um, but a lot of, you see a lot of women doing both. Like I saw one woman, she won her pro card in physique and then won her pro card in bodybuilding. And it's just like, there's different muscle mass requirements, um, in different, in both categories. So I don't think it's taking the place of women's bodybuilding, but I also feel that both categories are lacking competitors. Um, I was just having this conversation with a coworker today that for me, it's very frustrating because, you know, we worked our tail off to win our pro card and I can't find an NGA show that offers women's pro physique with more than just one person. Like for Jonathan, I'm the only competitor right now in my division. Um, So it's very frustrating to, to try and find other competitors, but I don't think it's definitely don't think it's taking the place of women's bodybuilding anytime soon. And, you know, I would, well, darn it all, women's bodybuilding, we're, we're in a little bit of a drought, and we know it, and I think that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that leaves you with the challenge or the problem, and I promise not to rant, but where you have the same competitors cross over, and they're able to win both categories with regard to women's physique and women's bodybuilding when the criteria are clearly different, but there's no one else there. <laughs> so right. what are the judges supposed to do, Right. Um, so I would definitely love to see, you know, growth in both, growth in both. And, and just for the record, uh, real quick, I'll get to you. So we'll park my question, but Carrie, for the record, I'd like you to go ahead and give us a description of the difference between women's physique and bodybuilding. But I think, Kaylin, you probably have a comment tied to what we're talking about right now. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I do. And and, and this is one of those where because we we actually got a, a fallout from 
the enhanced community, you know, with the way the female bodybuilders, you know, that were claiming a natural status or actually mm-hmm. more so, so uh, manly and, and so ginormous. And then when you say that, people aren't hearing natural athletes picturing the person in their mind from their local gym or, or local competition, which had happened to, you know, involve the, the enhanced community. So when you had that, and I know there was a lot of neg- negativity attached to a female bodybuilder. One, you had weak-minded men. And, you know, sadly, you know, everybody that frequents the gym isn't there for good health or good thing. They're just trying to look good for whatever they can do to control who or whatever. And that's sad, but, it, you know, that's just the reality of the beast. And then you had that negative connotation that, that went along with it. So women were fighting twice to do one thing. So when they were stepping on stage as bodybuilders, because, you know, back, back in the day, that's all we had. And they, they did have their own unique respective looks. But then when you start coming into dominance where the women are coming in the gym and knowing what they're doing and doing what they're doing and looking the way they look, covered up, it looks one way. But then when they're getting ready for their show and start coming out and posing and, and you know, for and different reasons, then they take on a whole different look. And so there was a, a negative stigma attached to that. And I remember it, it so well. It, it just would frustrate me when they would say, oh, they look too manly. And I'm like, what the heck are you talking about? I can show you a manly-looking woman because she's geared to heels. And, and, you know, you go two shades over, but they don't want to say anything because they're scared of getting their butt kicked by these, uh, you know, enhanced women. But they, they feel like they still have a chance or a shot at winning when they're dealing with a, a natural athlete, which is sad in itself. But then you didn't have to draw. And so they tried to yeah. come with something more appealing to bring those numbers back up. And because, like you're saying, there's, they wouldn't differentiate the criteria to where you say this person absolutely cannot win first place if they've already won place, first place in another look. And I think that's where it became an issue, because if they had just drawn a line in the sand and been more definitive, and I'm talking about the organizations and the judges and whoever, where there has to absolutely be this criteria adhered to. And if it's not, then who do we do? You know, because I, I said it became so, you know, you don't want confusion inside and out. If you have a confusion on the one side, that's fine, and we can work things out. If you have confusion on the other side, you can work things out. But if you have confusion on all sides, then it's just mass hysteria, and there's no true answer that came from that. And so it kind of drew away from the numbers we could have had because people were saying, I don't know if I can match up to what they're asking because I don't even know what they're asking. And I, I just wanted right. to add that. Right. Yeah. Um, so to answer the question, the difference between the two, and this is just my opinion um, on the differences, but I think for women's bodybuilding, they want those muscle bellies to be bigger than women's physique. Um, they still – look for that feminine edge in women's physique and clearly not as much mm-hmm. as in figure and bikini, but um, they still want that feminine edge in, in women's physique. But they, they look for the same amount of leanness, I believe in both bodybuilding and women's physique, but they definitely look for muscle mass to be um, much more bigger in women's bodybuilding than they do in women's physique. Yeah. And I agree. It might vary a little bit across the organization, but I, you know, 
they they are very similar, but yet there's still a difference, and that's where we need to get to. Now, women's physique may be a little more fun for some competitors because it does have more feminine flair, and you have a few more liberties as far as posing suit maybe, or at least that's the way it used to be. I remember back in the day, body women's bodybuilding, you could have no bling whatsoever on your suit, nothing, nada. And uh, I feel like that's not as much the case anymore, um, but women's physique does tend to be a little softer, but only in the, in the maybe posing suit area and some of the posing itself. Um, the bodies definitely are not softer between one category or the other, so... Anyway, does anybody else remember that when bodybuilding? They were like the most. Oh, yeah. You're asking me? Plain, boring, dull suits. Yeah. They were just. Hey, they weren't you boring. Do anything. Those competitors looked amazing. Those outfits didn't really matter. <laughs> yeah. Those competitors always cheaper. looked amazing. So I guess it didn't matter what the suit looked like. But I, I being a female competitor, pay attention to the suits also. And they were, they were boring compared to everything else. I'll just leave it at that. But the athletes always look great. And, and they were velvet. That. And they were, yes, and they were that. <laughs> and I'm reminded of that one show, Kaylin, you and I were both at where the, <laughs> the one competitor was barely in her suit. Um, oh, my. Of, uh, <laughs> We remember that, too. <laughs> the malfunction on stage, but I digress. I digress. We, uh, we've got more questions that we need to get to here. All right. This one's from Jill. She wants to know, how do you know when you're ready during prep? Is it a look or is it a mindset? So I don't know, Jeffrey Carey, which one of you would like to go first? That's um, a very good question. Um, For me, I would say Carey 2017, that was a mindset. And now I care more about how I look. Um, I have an amazing coach, um, Peter Fitchin. He is, we're basically just going off of, yeah, the scale matters on what that says, but he's going off of more how I look versus, oh, we got to get you down to a certain weight. Because when I get a coach to tell me what weight I need to be at, it's all in my head. So like, Mm -hmm. you know, and weight varies every single morning. You could be up. 0.2 you could be down 0.8 the next morning you're up a pound and it varies every single morning and so for me in 2017 it was all in my head (laughs) and now I care um, more about what I'm looking like and what I'm feeling like versus what's in my brain um I have a fantastic coach named Jeff Lamke for the show (laughs) and he and I are very much in sync so um more or less just kind of, you know, when you've done, I don't even know how many shows it's at now, 20 or something, I suppose. You just, you kind of get to a point where you, you know, what, what weight range, you know, you've competed at in the past and kind of when you're getting close. And usually it's when you feel pretty terrible and then about another month and then you're good to go. <laughs> All right. There you go. There you go. This next question is from Michael. With the recent drug failures by such prominent promoters, does that dampen your return? Mm. I guess I, I don't keep up on anything because I have zero social media, so I don't uh, I don't know what exactly has been happening lately. 
we'll say no. <laughs> and that's as easy as that. Um, um, yeah, I, I think for me, it's how I choose a show. It's definitely location. Unfortunately, we live up in Bemidji, Minnesota, near the Canadian border. So um, our shows are very limited. Um, but there are some shows that I, I will steer clear of depending on who the promoter is, just because I don't know that I want my reputation tied to a specific organization if it is dirty or um, or questionable, I should say, because um, I don't want people to question me as a natural athlete. Um, you know, we get asked a lot, like, oh, what are you taking and what fat burners do you use? And it's like, we don't, we can't. So. I try to I try to choose shows that um, have a good promoter and a good reputation, personally. Yep, and that's and that's as it should be. Uh, next question from Dale: The growth of natural bodybuilding is going up. Does that inspire you to work harder? Does it motivate you longer? That's a good question. Um, I don't think it inspires me anymore to want to work harder. I've always just kind of had the mindset that when I do something, I'm going to do it to the absolute best of my abilities and then sacrifice whatever I need to get there. So that's just kind of been my mindset since 2012. And for me, it actually does inspire me because I am on Instagram and Facebook and I do get messages from other um, female competitors that, you know, say, oh, my gosh, I've been watching you all these years, and I look up to you, and, you know, how do you do it, and asking my advice. So it inspires me to see um, natural, natural um, competitive competitors coming out of the woodwork, because when we first started, it was, it was so small. You know, it was such yes. a small community, and now everybody, <laughs> everybody's doing it. So I think if if I can be a voice for somebody or help them along the way when they're struggling, I'll, I'll continue to do that. So it, it, it inspires me for sure. I noticed well, I know females. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, don't be sliding into those DMs. There you go. There you go. You've been absolutely warned. And I'm, a, and that's great, and that's as it should be. So there, <laughs> stay out of Terry's DMs. <laughs> Kaylin, what are your thoughts? Well, um, this is piggybacking off the question about the, uh, you know, dampening the returns, and you know, the, the understanding that there's going to be bad people in every good group. It, it, right. it, it's it's par for the course, and but this is the thing that I always refute to that. If you don't have the good people continue to, you know, keep pushing through and going on and doing their best, then all we have is the ones that shouldn't be there, and and they're not really motivational. They're they're more selfish in nature, and I sure don't want the the course of the nation to be directed in a selfish mindset and attitude. So if you mm-hmm. have people that are just motivational by nature, you know, because I I love the growth of the sport. I I. I I've been competitive basically all my uh, young life and now up into the years where it's just something that, you know, if it drives you to be healthy, then thank God for it. But if it drives you to be unhealthy, then you need to question, you know, you know your motives and, and your motivation. But if right. you take out the good people from the sport, 
then all you left with is what's left. And that's not a good thing to be, be left with because the mindset shifts. The paradigm shift goes to a negative outlook. And we should be thanking God for each and every day we can compete, but also thanking God for the people that we uplift by our very presence. Because, if, you know, it, it says where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am also. So if, if God is in the mix, then you're going to do better as a group, as a whole, as a society. And I, I that's the one thing that keeps me going is knowing that just by being in the room, you've already brought a better atmosphere. And you you don't get that from selfish people. You'll get a smile. You'll get cliched responses. You'll get basically what sounds good on paper or, or on social media. But the interaction is what will be missing because you don't have the care, the concern, and the compassion that really drives the sport to be better. Yeah. Definitely agree with that. Amen to that, too. So <clears throat> you guys are about eight weeks out, 25th anniversary of uh, Heart of America. Birthday is coming up. Um, I, and I don't even know where I was going with this question now. I had a brain trade, but I'm going to bring it back. Um, oh, here we go. So oh, strategies, strategies over the next eight weeks. Anything, anything special that you guys are going to be kicking into gear, um, or is it just par for the course as always? Um, for me, I think it's just going to be more of the same. Just uh, the macros a little bit here and there, and play with cardio, and just kind of keep things as usual. No, no fancy tips or tricks, and trying to get creative and screw everything up as the the finish line comes up. Yep. Um and for me it's definitely going to be um I I will have to play with my food cuz I tend to get bored very quickly like I can't do chicken and broccoli every single day. So um for me over the next 8 weeks it's just going to just play with my food, fit my macros, get my steps in, get my workouts in as best as I can. Because as you guys know, when your when your food gets low, your energy also plummets. So yeah. um, my job is very taxing on my brain. So um, trying to just stay focused on the end goal um, is definitely going to be my strategy. And like I said, just trying to mix up my dinners because it gets it gets pretty hard as your numbers get really really low you better believe it you better believe it i i, I really had to take my don't head let, off to my, don't uh, you my know. first year competing what what the devil the des just jump in on what i was saying did des just jump on what i was saying did, really did really do that? turn about turn about fair play kaylin patterson turn about ahead, fair play. and i said right don't it you know it I did. I just did it again. You just don't want to acknowledge the fact that I made a donut pun. Yeah, I caught that. Donut hurts. Hurts donut. Hurts donut. Man, I haven't even been in there hurts in years. So good. There but so anyway, good. But anyway. Now you can get younger donuts everywhere, so hurts is no longer as special as it used to be. Well, they still have their cups. Their cups? <laughs> yeah, the Hertz Donut. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about, Dylan. Because you eat it and it hurts your diet, don't it? 
I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna clean it up real quick. Two minutes and it'll be straight. It's an inside joke. Hurts donuts. Like it hurts to eat so many good donuts. I know, but what were you talking about? Cups. That's where you threw me. They have a cup that says Hurts Donut and it's got a question mark on it. Like Hurts Donut. I've never seen one. That's why I'm so confused. Oh, my goodness. That's why I'm so confused. You know, guys, so I have to digress for just a minute. But Taylor and I first started working together on the show. We would have these conversations where he would just be talking about something, and I had no idea what he was saying because it it was like he (laughs) – He thought I could read his mind, but I really couldn't yet. I've gotten better over the years where I know where he's going with something, but I'm like, who are you talking about? What are you talking about? Wow. Uh, the land of Caitlin is really special today. I think it was frustrating to him I because so. I just couldn't keep up. <laughs> kind of like now where he's talking about cups, and I have no clue what he's talking about. But I'm with it now. And uh, I'm going to go look for a Hearst Donut Cup now. <laughs> anyway, bringing us back on task, Melinda wants to know, what's the couple's routine? Is that at every natural show? And you know, Belinda, it is not at every natural show. So it's just a, just a few here and there in between. But uh, Carrie and Jeff, tell us what's the couple's routine. And, and I want to know, how are you choreograph- how, who's developing the choreography? For this routine? Um, well, I guess if you want to know what the routine is about, you have to show up in Peoria in eight plus weeks. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> they're definitely not everywhere. I think we've only gotten to do it twice before. Um, oh, wow. Typically, choreography, whether it's Carrie's routine or a couple's routine, um, she will kind of work on it for a little bit herself and get a base. And then I kind of jump in and tweak everything and get us to a finished product. I'll video it. We're good. Teamwork. Yeah. Teamwork makes the dream work. Be copyrighted, Caitlin. <laughs> hey, not a problem. You guys have all right. It's going to be so much fun. Yes, it is. Well, I get to see you guys, so I'm happy. I can't wait to see you. It's been... Oh, it was Iowa or Baraboo. Yes. Oh my when goodness. we saw wow. you. Yeah. Baraboo. Yes, hey, hey, I, I can't, I can't, I cannot let this show go without talking about the snake. Snake. <laughs> oh, the snake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness, because you guys were part of that. I, I, you know, because here's the thing, because I can tell people some of my life, and they say it's straight BS, no way that ever happened. Kaylin, why do you make statements like this? It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And yet I always have witnesses that can be knowing, yeah, that actually happened. Because you guys had to deal with me, like, almost breaking down. At some point, because I'm like, this is not happening. All of the things that were going on. So anyway, before we get too far off the rails, uh, 
well, how do you even go into a conversation like that? Um, I, my, my, I didn't have my car at the time, and I still had a show to do in, in Iowa. And so it was worked out that I would ride with someone, and <laughs> everything sounded like normal, human. Everything was going to be a, just another trip to a show and just riding with somebody as you do it. And I think I sent you guys a picture, didn't I? I, in fact, remember making uh, one of my favorite Photoshops ever of you merging with Nick Roberts. There we go. (laughs) Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Do you still have it? Please say you do. (laughs) I don't think so. We can make a new Uh, one. It might be on one of my old phones. Just for you, I'll power them up and check. (laughs) So, everybody, especially the guys at the gym, especially the people that fit body you, I was not lying. I told you, especially if you're listening, ah, I'm laughing at you because, yes, this actually happened where I was looking face-to-face with a snake, and I was trying to do the real talk show as it was happening. And I was losing my mind because I said, I thought, I honestly thought it was a, a toy until it, like, got so close. I was like, wait a minute, this thing's moving. And it was just so unreal that, you know, uh, the things we do to get this show alive, I'm telling you. But it was where, just one of those. Where was I at where you all of this? That's a good that? question. I said, where was I at during all of this? If you were on a show while it was happening, I must not have been on. No, no, you were not. (laughs) But the snake was. (laughs) The snake was. Are you afraid of snakes, Taylor? No, but I'm very scared when a snake could basically just chew on you whenever he wants because he's so close. (laughs) I thought it was a a toy that had just been put over in a corner and, and left. And then, like, I, I I leaned in to see, you know, where it was attached, and then it scampered away, and I said, this is not happening. And the whole time, I never lost pitch with my voice or anything, but I was in contact with the Lambkeys because my mind was going crazy, and it only got worse from there. I mean, as bad as it sounds, it, you know, but it's one of those infomercials, but wait. There's more. And if you want to hear that, you'll have to go to Peoria so we can say it in person because it was just an insane weekend for sure. And that's all I got to say about that. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Um, Thank God for the Lampies. I'll say that. Thank God for the Lampies. I don't don't know if we answered Belinda's question as to what the couple's, what is a couple's routine, but it it is what it sounds like. You have two people that uh, go through a posing routine together. And they, sometimes there are lifts involved. They do symmetrical posing. Um, You know, it's, it's, it's a routine. There's choreography. They take out their music and it's a, it's quite a show. So that's what couple's routine is. But I don't, I don't think I've seen couples routine. I think I've only seen it in uh, INBA, PNBA, and then, uh, of course, Heart of America. Um, I don't know, Kaylin. Have you seen it in other organizations recently? No. 
Not at all. And, and, and I haven't really seen it offered. I know now they're trying to offer it because I, I think uh, it went over well with the people who did because they had actual couples that showed up. So, you know, I, I, I haven't seen it in the recent years, no. But I know that it has been around for quite a while because I believe oh, yeah. uh, Ryan, Ryan Irwin, who is now yeah. president of the uh, NAMBF, he and his wife Mandy used to uh, compete he does it. in couple routines. Yeah. So it's been around. It's a thing that's been around for quite a while. You just don't see it very often, unfortunately. Exactly. Exactly. All right, guys. Well, we are nearing the end. We are nearing the end of our time together, and it has been entertaining and informative as always. So, But I'm going to go ahead and put you guys on the spot. And, uh, you know, we haven't had any uh, any straight motivation from any of our bodybuilding guests in a while. So I'm going to ask you guys to uh, each give us a piece of motivational advice for our listeners out there. Oh, okay. Well, um, I guess what I would say to somebody to motivate them is, to if you whatever whatever your goal is, if you want to just lose weight, if you want to get on stage, um, if you just want to feel good in your own skin, um, just start today because before you know it, it's going to be ten years down the road, and you're going to be like, where did this thirty pounds come from? And it's going to hurt more if you don't do it versus doing it now. So, and um, everybody want to be a bodybuilder, but nobody want to do the work. So do the work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that reminds no, Ronnie, me of a can be doing us. <laughs> hey, she's right though. Hey, it's, true. it's like Fetty Wap said. Everybody want to be Fetty until it comes time to lose an eye. <laughs> and nobody wants to be Fetty Wap anymore. <laughs> All right, Jeff. Motivation. Lay it on us, brother. I mean, how do you follow up a Fetty Wap quote? <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess, um, like, so for me with bodybuilding, when I first started, I, I literally just wanted to do one show and I, I wanted to beat one person and just not take last. And here I am eight years later, a pro athlete and kind of, kind of crazy how things work out. And when I look back on everything, Um, I wish that I hadn't been so concerned about where I was, um, in relation to everybody else that I would or could step on stage against rather than now, as I get older and near the end of bodybuilding, um, I wish I would have just appreciated more the fact that I went from a 140 pound skinny kid who could barely even do a push up to, you know, even just being able to get on stage and compete at the level that we're at. So I guess my best advice would just be, you know, especially with today's day and age of Instagram, Facebook, whatever, you know, you'd you'd try to see who might be doing that show and if they look better. And even if they don't, you're going to tell yourself they do just because that's how the mind games work. So the only thing you can really do is just worry about yourself and enjoy the process. Mm -hmm. Just appreciate the fact that you're doing something that very few people in the world will even consider stopping their eating and drinking for one weekend 
to step on stage and do and just appreciate what you've accomplished within yourself yes. versus what your award says at the end of it all. Right. I would really love to add just one. I'd really like to add one more thing. I am calling all women's pro physique competitors to Peoria because right now it's just me. So if you are near stage ready, not near stage ready, I'm calling you out. Show up. Let's do this. I'm so pumped for these next eight weeks and to step on stage again and just have some fun. Yeah, that's another motivation for me. Have fun while you're doing this stuff because yes. it's hard. <laughs> yes, have fun. Do it. Speaking of fun, Kaylin, Snickerdoodle shout out. Well, if you have a heart of America, you'll have some Snickerdoodle. Yes. <laughs> oh, my lampies. Thank you so much for joining us. We wish you guys all the best of everything over the next eight weeks and beyond. If I don't talk to you before then, happy early birthday. Happy early birthday to both of you. So you have permission Thanks to celebrate your celebration now. Just celebrate your birthday now. Until then, just don't have the cake until after, all right? That's, that's <laughs> what we'll do it. Thank you <laughs> because so, so much for having us on. Always a pleasure. Oh, man. Thank you. Always Every a pleasure. Man. So. On behalf of Couples Everywhere, Hertz Donuts, the Heart of America 25th anniversary, sticky notes on your refrigerator that say, be nice to each other, Kaylin, <laughs> myself, Jeff Carey, and the boys from P4P Muscle, your body is a temple, so let's build it. Which nigga do With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.